movie fans. Welcome to Here's Our Take. I'm Ellie. I'm Mitchum. We're two ordinary people from Oklahoma. From two different generations who love talking movies. Hello, hello. It's a beautiful day here in Oklahoma. I hope it's lovely wherever you're at. How's it going today, Mitchum? It's going great. You're right. It is very pretty outside, and it's, it kind of sinks that we're inside right now. Yeah. I should be doing the show from outside exactly. almost. <laughs> okay, kids, here's the deal. We have been absent for three weeks, yeah. and it and it shows. Yeah, we definitely missed you guys. Hope you missed us and got caught up on everything. Definitely. But movie news exploded. Um, new movies exploded. We have got a lot to talk about. You know, we, we don't like going over 35 minutes because we want to capture your attention. So if we're talking fast, um, you know, we just want to, we don't want to cut anything. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't mind, we're going to just get right into some movie news. Yep. And there's a lot. So bear with us. All right. So the first thing, uh, Guy Ritchie has announced his next project. It is the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. It takes place in World War II uh, about a black ops unit that is directly controlled by Prime Minister uh, Winston Churchill. Um, personally, I'm super excited for this. World War II is definitely right up my alley. Um, I'm a huge history nerd and history buff, and that's one of my favorite time periods in American and world history. So I will definitely be going to see this. And the fact that Guy Ritchie is attached to it, you know, sign me up. I'll be there the you know wednesday before right so well and, and what excites me of course is we love guy Ritchie. you know the robert downey jr uh sherlock holmes yeah sherlock holmes the gentleman, the gentleman adored, yeah rock and roll yeah he and he has he, a very unique way of storytelling and i'm excited to see what that brings to like a war film and he so. is writing and directing and oh, yeah. that's guy in his best oh yeah yeah, hundred so, percent. I'll be camping out for this yeah. one. And just a little sidebar: so, you know, Jerry Bruckheimer is doing executive producing, so he's throwing in some money. So exciting news! Um, some other news that came out, and you know, I anything with Ryan Gosling, you guys know he's one of my guys. He is set to star and produce in a film called The Actor. I find this very interesting because it's a never before published novel. Uh, um, written by Donald E. Westlake. Um, and Ryan is set to play the lead, Paul Cole. And evidently he's like in the, it starts at he's in the hospital uh, as a result of a liaison with another man's wife that ends in violence. And so he's needing to rebuild his life, even though he has a damaged memory. He's got the police hounding him. He doesn't even have a way home. Probably doesn't know where he even lives because of the memory damage. So it, this sounds very interesting to me. So I, I'm excited. Hmm. What else? Yeah. So uh, in other news, we have uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Jessica Chastain have signed on to do a movie called The Division. That's all I need to know. <laughs> this is based off uh, a Tom Clancy novel, I guess, that they've turned into a video game as well. It's of the same name. And basically, there was a pandemic virus that was spread through paper money on Black Friday, killing a good portion of the world's population. And whatever is left, they have to survive in this post-apocalyptic world. You know, Jake, uh, Jessica, 
based on a video game, yeah, I think we're both going to be there. Allie for the people and me for the video games. And Tom Clancy's name is tied to it, so it'll be good. Oh, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be really good. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, doing research on this is that, um, you know, it's, it's a group of civilians trained to operate in catastrophes. They're activated in an attempt to save and what remains. So, you know, it's that weird oh, interesting. activated. Yeah. Why are they like robots or something? No, I think... I don't know. It's... I In the video game, if I'm... I haven't played it, but if I'm thinking correctly, they are part of like a... Like the WHO or like the Red Cross or like a oh, organization that deals... Yeah, that probably. deals specially in catastrophic events. And okay. they're like... Green Berets or like Marines okay, for the Red sense. Cross and stuff so like that. So they're activated, they're yes. reactivated. Maybe yeah. They were so they're retired. trying to find, they're okay. trying to find a cure, or something like that. But basically, they're like special forces for the okay. WHO or you know the Red Cross. If that's kind of what I'm understanding here. Okay. So okay, moving on quickly. Sorry guys. Um. So you guys know David Fincher, Seven Zodiac you know, Benjamin Button, The Social Network, which is a masterpiece. Um, he recently signed an exec, you know, exclusive four-year uh, deal with Netflix, which to me is kind of disappointing, but whatever. Um, so his next project is called The Killer. And this is an adaptation of a graphic novel that, invo- that involves um, a psychotic assassin but he's grown a moral compass. Interesting. Interesting. And they're looking at Michael Fassbender. Oh, good. So, I haven't seen him in a know, while. I I like Michael Fassbender. Who doesn't like David Fincher? Sure. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo yep. with my boy Daniel Craig. Yep. Oh, so hard to watch, but I love it. Um, yeah, so even though it's Netflix, I'm in. And he just did Mank on, Net, on yes. Netflix. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, what else, Mitchum? Uh, so I, we've talked about this movie a lot in the past, but uh, we, we're going to keep mentioning it because the cast just keeps getting better uh, and better. It's this Dungeons and Dragons movie that we've talked about that Chris I have Pine. that I have no idea what to expect. But they just added their villain, which is going to be Hugh Grant, and I'm so it's going to be. Oh man! Well, he was in the Gentleman. I know, you know but and he was kind just... of the villain in that too. But like, he's so guy, he's so diverse. Yeah, he could do everything, yeah. and I, and he the fact that he's British is just going to make it even more, you know, just even greater. So yeah, yeah. I, th- this cast is just growing better and better by the weeks. It seems yeah. like so. It's going to be. We great. haven't heard anything about the storyline or what it's going to be about, but. I mean, if you're into movies like we are, then just go see it for the people because yeah. it's going to be fantastic. Well, that's what takes. So, place. yeah. Um, and speaking of which, uh, Emily Blunt, our Emily Blunt, fell in love with her in the Adjustment Bureau with Matt Damon. She started out with Devil Wears Prada, but and of course she's married to John Krasinski mm-hmm. the, from The Office. Well, I'm so excited. We get to see it four months sooner than we thought. The Quiet Place 2 um, is coming out on Memorial Weekend instead of September. Oh, awesome. We get to see it in May. So, yes, so excited about that. Good. And then um, another thing that is kind of exciting that everyone should be happy about, I'm just going to throw this out here. It was announced that New York City or New York movie theaters are going to be opening... Um, on March 15th. 
And this is very, I know it's, you know, it's very exciting, people, because New York City and California, you know, let's be real, they run our industry. That's where all the critics are, and they fuel these tentpole movies. Yeah. So the fact that New York, 25% capacity, no, they're not going to make money off that. But it's a first step. And so, yes, this is very exciting for everybody else. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge first step. And, you know, hopefully by early this summer, everything will be semi back to normal and they'll be able to open that back up and we'll be able to, you know, they'll stop pushing back movies. I mean, you saw Quiet Place 2, we just talked about, they're bumping up, which that hasn't happened in a year and a half. I think it's because Fast F9 moved out of Memorial Weekend. Well, that's even better. So John Krasinski jumped in. Even better. Oh, yeah, I'd much rather. So, So, yeah, there's our our movie news for three weeks that we've missed. So we just kind of ran through that. Um, So exciting. Make sure if you want more, you know, you can get a hold of us and answer any questions. Yes. So, uh Upcoming films in March? Yes. It's a new month. It's finally March. Yes. Thank you. Love March because it's spring. Love spring. Mm -hmm. Um, Real quick, uh, Yes Day, which, y'all, I mean, I'm not into these kind of movies, but I'm driven because Jennifer Garner. I love her. I fell in love with her at Alias. Her little movie, Mm. uh, her little series, and Bradley Cooper paid her brother back in the 90s. It comes out on Netflix on the 12th. Um, This uh, mom and dad allow their kids to make all the rules for 24 hours. So I will be watching that on Netflix on the 12th. And then, of course, Mitchum, Zachary uh, Snyder's Justice League. Yep, on the 18th. His his cut on the 18th. Uh, Zachary recently did an interview, which he rarely does, but he did say... That he did make a special black and white edit, which I love this. This is really cool. Yes. And it, I don't know about the name, but it's called Justice is Gray. So, it fits. Yeah. It fits. And so that will be interesting. I wonder if we'll have an option to watch that. And did oh, you maybe. see, too, that they they announced the chapters? Yes. There's like yeah. six There's chapters. There's six chapters, yeah. It'll be broken into six yeah. chapters. So, you know, we'll have a little maybe potty breaks yeah that's kind of what they explained it as so and then he also made an imax version of it which is interesting so interesting not sure if we'll get to see that version for a while yeah oh did back to the new york city thing did you see that they're opening tenant tenant will be available that's one of the first movies they're going to oh wow in new york city is tenant i think that's exciting that's awesome because people need to see that in theaters yeah 100 it's too bad they don't have subtitles in theaters though anyway okay sorry i didn't mean to go backwards but i forgot about that um and then of course we have godzilla versus king kong the last day of march so uh we'll review that probably on our um and our our other March, which I think is going to be on the twentieth. Yeah. No, I guess we won't. No, it'll be, it'll in be April. our April show. Mm. Sorry. Okay, so boom, but I just feel so yeah. rushed. I no, just, we're doing good. We're doing I good. I feel so rushed. Sorry, people. <laughs> you know, I guess. So since we had three weeks off, you yeah. know, we we each got to watch a bunch of movies. So we have what five or six movies here that we watched in our three week hiatus that we're going to go through. Um, three we loved. Three we love, two, two we not, cannot recommend. Not so much. Yeah. What? We'll, well, we'll get there. Okay, we'll get, we'll there. get we'll there. there. Okay, can so I go, go ahead and start, start us off? Yeah. Okay, the first movie that I want to share with you, and of course, you know, we watch a lot of movies, but these are the five that we want to talk about this episode. 
And the first one I want to share with you is called Penguin Bloom. Okay, the title itself, you're just like, no, you know. But let me let me just hear me out. Let me let me talk. So it's on Netflix. Um, it's a 2020 movie. It's a drama, and it stars Naomi Watts. Love her. But what brought me to this movie was Andrew Lincoln. And he mm. was in Love Actually. That's where we first saw him with the poster boards. And then, of course, The Walking Dead. He's my Rick. he's my Rick. <laughs> and when Rick left The Walking Dead, Mama so did, did too. Yep. So, um, and Jackie Weaver from my my all time favorite Silver Lining Playbook, the mom, Bradley Cooper's mom. She's in it. Okay, kids. This it's short and sweet. It's you know it's not even like an an hour and a half. That you, I, I can't even speak because I love this movie so much. It's based on a true story. Of course it is. Okay. Yeah. Mitchum's saying that because those are my favorite movies. Is now, it a sports movie too? It has a sport in it. <laughs> okay. It does. It, I just realized <laughs> this. Okay. This, and watch it to the very end because the family name is Bloom. It's the Blooms, okay? That's their last name. And it shows real pictures of this family at the end of the movie. And it'll just bring you to tears. So, and essentially, you know, what this movie is about is this family went on vacation. And there was a tragedy. And it was very sad. And it's hard to watch what happened to this woman. But... Um, she ends up in a wheelchair and how they deal with it. And it's just, it's amazing. And I'm telling you, Naomi Watts nailed it. Um, it should, and here's what you will see. A camera, rooftop overlook, the beach, a baby bird, a tea bag, a lighthouse, honey jars, Broken glass and a kayak. Hmm. Okay. Trivia, like I mentioned, the real pictures of this family are at the end of the movie. So stay tuned because you're going to watch it. It's for everybody. It's a lovely story. Um, and the movie has a magpie. It's like a black bird. Hmm. And it's they use 10 trained magpie birds to film this there were 10 of them and there was a trainer there um and something else that i found this home that they filmed this movie at is the actual bloom mr and mrs bloom's home wow that's cool yeah and it's, it's pretty, on that's as about as true story as you can get yes exactly so and it there is a book and i I want to buy the book just to have on my bookshelf because, wow. and I really, it's, I cannot talk about this enough. I mentioned it to some girls, Mia and Kim up at work, and they both watched it and were just blown away by it. So it's, it's lovely. Cool. Okay, Mitchum, what's next? So this is one of the ones that we didn't like. Uh, it came out on HBO Max. Right up front. Uh, three Oscar winners. You'd think it'd be great. God. Uh, the Little Things. We went and saw it in the theater. Yes. We're, we mm -hmm. saw it at our local cinema. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it came out on HBO Max and the theaters. Yep. And we saw it in theaters. Um, well, tell them a smidge about it. Do you... So 
Yeah, basically, Denzel is a washed-up uh, detective, and Rami Malek is the new detective in town, and there's these series of murders happening. Serial killer. Serial killer. Uh, Denzel thinks that it's a unsolved case of his that caused him to leave. He comes back and helps Rami Malek, and that's kind of about it. I'll leave it at that. Um, they think they get a suspect, which is Jared Leto. And yeah, I, I'll leave it, I'll leave and it at honestly, that. It's, um, it, it's one of those movies where you're kind of watching, 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 like rising action, rising action, rising action. And just, and then just, you fall off a cliff and like nothing happens. Here's the deal, kids. You know, you got Denzel, R- Rami, and Leto. Okay. They're all just huge. Oh yeah. You know? And, and don't get us wrong, they were fantastic. Oh, yeah. They but, were fantastic. You know, Mitchum didn't care for Denzel. I didn't care for Rami Malek's character or just his vibe. Yeah. And Jared Leto was plain ass creepy. Oh, God, yeah. he was yeah. supposed to be. Sure, And he yeah. did it well. Yes. I felt like... I felt like I was watching, and I don't know how, you know, a movie of the week. You know, back when I was growing up, CBS, NBC, they used to have Sunday night movies. And I felt like I was literally watching... I was kind of pissed that I paid money to see it at the theaters. Hmm. I just... I didn't care for the story. I didn't care. I just... I don't know. And, you know, this... It was originally written like 30 years ago, this story. And it's been tossed around that long in Hollywood, you know. And it just, I'm sorry, I I can't even do a here's what you will see because I can't recommend this movie. Yeah, I agree. It's... you, you got, let's, you're not going to watch this. This is no. not, it, it's, there's no really action in it. It's a conversational movie, well, really. And it goes, that's a good conversation. I like that, yeah. Mitchum, but it goes nowhere. Yeah, that's the and thing. And that is a pet peeve. We had a question a couple of weeks ago, what's your pet peeve for a movie? And that's one of mine. Mm-hmm. Is a movie I watch and it has no closure. It well, went nowhere. Yeah, you start the movie with like all these questions and then you leave the movie with even more questions. Ugh. And, you know, just, and that's just the worst. And so it feels like you didn't get anything out of it. And there's, it feels, we're, we're struggling to talk about it because there's really not a whole lot to talk about. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of Without meh. just sitting there telling you what happened. Sure, yeah, like a scene-by-scene breakdown. Yeah, but, no, I mean, that's I not what we're here for, so. And I'm very, very upset with people who attempt to compare it to Seven. It has nothing to do with Seven. There are nothing. definitely Seven vibes in there it. There are not. Anyway. It just yeah, there's other there are, there are better movies to see, and sure. that's why we're here. Yeah. Okay, so after you see a movie like that, you kind of want to come home for a pick me up. You know, you just want to watch something else to cleanse your mind. Not that there there was nothing disturbing. No. Mm-hmm. In in uh, the little things at all, but so I but you know my movie buddies on our Instagram account. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk about this, and I'm going to be honest with you. It's a high school teenage movie, okay? I'm going to be honest with you. But some people go to comedies, you know. Well, I, I don't do comedies, really. I mean, We Are the Millers is the highest I'll go. But I kind of tend to gravitate toward these little love stories. So I'm just going to tell you, it's, it's available on Prime, and it's called The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. 
and there's absolutely nobody in it. I can't even tell you the leads. The one girl that's in it, um, her name is um, Catherine Newton. She was in Pikachu. She mm. played the little detective yeah. girl in Pikachu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a reference to Pikachu in this movie. <laughs> and it's kind of a groundhog thing, which turned me off, but... It got so many oh, good vibes. I know what you're talking about. Yes. yes, yes it yes, got yes, so yes. many good vibes from my movie buddies. I had to watch it. So it's about two teenagers who live the same day repeatedly, enabling them to create a map of amazing things. But it's I didn't care for Groundhog Day because it showed the same thing every day. It was kind of made like edge of tomorrow mm-hmm. and actually they talk about edge of tomorrow really? in this movie it's so <laughs> That's funny awesome. but it's like it didn't bore me once they they did it so well this kid reliving and he meets another girl his age that's reliving it and it's just the way it comes at the end is so absolutely lovely this movie comes full circle i just i really wish they kind of would have made it with like Emily Blunt and, you know, older stars in an older atmosphere. Sure. So more people would watch it. Yeah. Because I know that turns people off. But this movie is, I loved it. I really did. And here's what you will see. A turtle, spaceman, a lost dog, bicycle, hospital, a bald head, a mohawk, an angel, pair of angel wings and a pillow fight so it's on prime i it's it's lovely what can i say it's a great it's a great little break okay mitchum what what do we have next you want me to talk about the next one uh (laughs) yeah i think you should cover this mostly i'll I'll say a few things but i'm gonna let Allie handle handle okay and this is why um we went to the theater we went with our buddy lauren uh, we went to Tinseltown, and we saw Promising Young Woman. Woo. Had to see this. Um, love Carrie Mulligan. The comedian Bo Burnham is mm-hmm. in it, who made it funny, believe it or not. <laughs> um, just real quick, we're not going to spend a lot of time on it because we're not really going to recommend it. Um, but it's about, and if you haven't heard about it, because it's all over, you know, it's winning awards, and I think it did win some. It's a young woman during med school who was traumatized by a tragic event. Actually, it was her best friend. And she's just seeking revenge on anyone that crossed her path. It, Mitch, it was very awkward because it covered some very It's awkward, very dark, and it's very... Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the topics that they talk about are very real and they are very well, it's things hard. That happen it's things that happen closed, closed doors, doors and that happen on, in college in and college. It, it's when you're drunk and stuff. It, it, it's, it's, it's stuff that you don't want to talk about right. and it's stuff that it's hard to talk about and they made a whole movie about it. Yeah. You know, it, but, it falls into the category of like, Fantastic movie, but hard to recommend. Oh, like yeah. we, uh, honestly, the devil all the time. Yeah, you know, because like we we don't want to tell you to go watch that movie because of the you know it's hard to watch. Devil all the time. And yeah, yeah, and this is the same way. I mean, Carrie Mulligan is fantastic in this movie. She was phenomenal. But man, it, it's it's uh it's uh it's hard to watch, you know. And I, there is plenty of time. Like I've never had a movie in my entire life 
where one scene my skin crawled because mm-hmm. I felt so awkward. Yeah. And the next scene I laughed out loud. I know it's weird. It was the this weirdest is, feeling this, and ever. This is why I wanted to go see this movie because I'd heard about it that it covers such a dark, dark subject. But then, you know, one time it was in a comedy part mm-hmm. in the Golden Globes, which it won for, but but it, they took that away because this Bo Burnham guy is funny. Yeah, he's really funny. You know, and he, I guess he's a well, comedian. Well, she, she makes, a, she makes some yeah. funny comments too, and but yeah. And the cinematography is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, she works in this cute little coffee shop with cupcakes and oh, yeah. it's just so Yeah, the prop weird. design, everything about the movie is great, but just the topic of it is what turns me off i guess or it just it it made it awkward for men in general because of the topic that they discuss oh yeah and so there was times and i was the only man in the theater so i was just like i felt two inches tall yeah but then i was laughing out you know i was laughing Uh, out loud and it was so there was this one scene where they did an instrumental version of britney spears toxic yeah, and, at the end. Oh, I had a shiver run down my spine yeah. because it was just so Because she was creepy. going to do her ending revenge. Yeah, she was going to end her revenge. You're just like, oh my God, like what is what she going to do? Happen? You know, yeah. but like the scene before that, I was laughing out loud. And I'm like, what is happening? It was, man. Well, I'm not going to do Here's What You Receive because we're not going to recommend it to our viewers. Because we kind of, if you're listening to us, you guys obviously like our choices so we're not recommending this but i will say and i don't know if you know this the director writer who is a woman obviously well she was in the the movie she was you know when carrie mulligan's character was doing the tutorial on makeup that was the writer director oh and then another thing the title came from promising came from a stanford student named brock turner he was convicted of several assaults in 2016, and they referred to him as a promising young man. Wow. And so that's how she got the title. <sighs> yeah, shiver. I just got another shiver. Yeah. Oh, man. So, okay, well, Mitchum, clean it up then. Okay, so this is, the, la- this is the last one, uh, another movie we saw in theaters. And can I just say real quick, we were going to review Chaos Walking yes. today. We told you that last time. Mm-hmm. But we pulled a switcheroo on you. Yeah. And instead... We, we saw a Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah. So we saw a Disney movie. Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon mm-hmm. just came out. And uh, man, this movie was fantastic. Yeah. It was so good. Good story. Great story. It's for kids and adults. You know, like you Disney movies... Disney princess movies, sometimes they feel too kiddish or whatever. But, like, there's some pretty heavy events that happen yeah. throughout this movie and everything. Um, it's great. You laugh out loud. It's short. You know, it gets right to the punch. Like, it's not even two hours long, which I love about Disney yeah. movies. You know, they well, just they fly by. Yeah, you know, they just fly by. It, it was funny. There is adult humor. There is kid humor. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. It, it's it's great. I highly recommend it. Everyone would love it. And um, okay. I know I was big uh, on it when it first when they first dropped the trailer, and then I saw the dragon, and I was kind of a little taken back by it. But it's Aquafina does a great job as a dragon. I gotta say, Good. you know, and that I actually enjoyed her a lot. So right. now this is what you'll see. Uh, a blue gem, a roly-poly hedgehog, a ninja baby, stone statues, 
a dragon necklace, trust issues, a whip sword, an eye patch, and magic. Perfect. If that did I do good? If that doesn't take you to see it, I don't know what will. Yeah. Great, okay. great movie. So we got, you know, we have three great movies to recommend you guys. That was our take. So um, there you go. You got some great movies to go see. Okay. So here we go, kids. <laughs> May I introduce Mitchum's Marvel Moment? Hit it. Okay, so, like we've been saying, it's been three weeks since our last show, and we've had three episodes of WandaVision, including the finale that came out yesterday, and it was, um, man, it it just got better and better. The whole show, I am. It was was fantastic. It ended ended great. Um, One thing I will say, I'm not going to give any spoilers or anything, but there are two post-credit scenes. So make sure you stay and watch all through yeah. the credits. There are two. Well, um, the second one is even after the credits. Yeah, it's it's an actual the, post-credit scene, the and then there's I'm a mid-credit scene. That people yeah, might but miss. there are two. So watch the whole episode, and then there's two other credit scenes yeah. that you need to watch. That's the most important um, thing you can say. Yes. Yeah, and that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um, it, it's fantastic. Um, I'm I'm super excited where they go with it next. Um, next week they are coming out with the assembled series, which is how the making of WandaVision and everything. So that'll be fun. And then the week after that, we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So we should be getting something about every week until Black Widow. Thank so, you, Disney. Yeah. And Marvel, yeah. I mean, you know, they're making up for what we saw nothing. Nothing in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, it, I know everybody was kind of worried with the first few episodes of WandaVision to see you how know, it would pan out. but I just say, I know it's your moment, but people are so pooping on that. I loved the first two episodes. They, it's, it's an onion being peeled. No, 100%. And I think but a lot of a lot of the people that are pooping on it, they don't have the nostalgia of the first episodes well, that watch right. like the Dick, the Dick Van Dyke well, show it, and they, Bewitched. They needed like kids my age they don't know what that is. It to happen. Oh yeah, it everything to ties together. It's a beautiful bow that they put yeah, on it. Like, right. and they explain it. But if you just get past that, it gets better and it turns into the Marvel that we know and love. Well, to me, there's nothing to get past. I mean, sure. I've read so many reviews saying, "Well, besides the first two episodes, it's great." I'm like, no, 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 no. It it was an the, onion. the first two episodes was just the setup, and exactly. you know, and it, it was it, exactly. yeah. As a whole, you know, it's it's a it's an Avengers movie yeah. that's you know, ten hours long. And you know, so, Elizabeth Olsen. I mean, she's she, fantastic. She, I, love I love her. her yeah, now. she's yeah. And Catherine and Hahn was great. Paul Bettany. I Paul mean, Bettany it was is good. Cast, yeah, they uh, they do really well yeah. together. Okay, so oh, and there's uh, the yeah. So some other. So that's all we'll say about WandaVision. Stay tuned next week for uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Super, super excited about that. Oh yes. And other news, we finally have a name for the third Spider-Man movie, which is called No Way Home. So take with that what you will. There, they uh, Tom Hiddle, uh, Tom Holland Holland. released a little video on his Instagram. You go check it out with the three actors and everything. And there's like a Zendaya and they have this whiteboard and there's like everyone's drawing theories from the whiteboard and everything. But yeah, so no way from uh, no way home should be exciting. Um, Pretty obvious, you know, that the multiverse is probably coming just in the name of the title. And I think that's what everyone's expecting, you know. 
So uh, we'll see. And then I talked about the Assembled series, which they're going to do one for WandaVision. And then they'll do one. Yeah, so they'll do it'll be after the series is released. So just to kind of fill that gap in between new series and stuff. Good job. And uh, yeah, so that's stay tuned and we'll talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier next week, which I'm super pumped for. Okay, so real quick, I can't go. We're already, you know, pushing time, but I cannot go without doing a rewind. Um, I watched Ford versus Ferrari for, I said it right. Yes, you did. Um, For the 10th time. Yeah. Um, My daughter, you know, who's 20, has watched it probably 20 times. So it's for everybody. It's sports, true story. Yep. Matt yep. Damon, Christian Bale. Um, I watched on HBO Max. Of course, I own two versions of it. Um, James Manigold directed it. He did Logan, Walk the Line, Night and Day, which I watched that too. He did 310 to Yuma. Oh, wow. And I look back, and we have talked about this film, but we haven't like recommended it or Again, you know yeah, yeah. so but I, I just have to and if we have i'm sorry watch the freaking movie it's amazing um and it's literally you know the designer carol shelby ken miles was a um a british race car driver and they build a ford to try to beat the ferrari people at the Le Mans in 1966 yep that's Period. all you need to know that's all it is yep and it's just absolutely amazing. And here's what you will see. A wrench, a half windshield, a diner conversation, wood paneled station wagon, a red folder, the worst fight scene ever, sobbing Mr. Ford, a late night walk, a stopwatch, a nut, and a straw cowboy hat. Um, trivia, the grandstand. This I found this so interesting that this film was made in so many places. The grandstand scenes were done in California. They did the, the, the Le Mans track was filmed in Georgia. And each turn on the Le Mans track at the end of the movie was shot at a different location. It's amazing. I watched like the after show where they interviewed Matt and Christian and uh, James Mangold. And it just, the filming of this was absolutely incredible. So, um, you know, go watch it tonight. Again, you know, it's a great movie. All right, guys, welcome back to Pops for Popcorn, our favorite segment where we answer your questions. Shout out to Brenna for sending us this week's question. Uh, her question is, last week you guys talked about a movie, Rudderless, shot in Oklahoma. One, She was wondering what our other favorite movies that were set in Oklahoma. Hers, personally, is The Outsiders, which I read as a kid in uh, middle school and watched the movie and everything about a teen rival, teen gangs in rural Oklahoma, the Greasers and the Soches. Um, first movie that comes to my head about... Oklahoma is far and away, obviously, with uh, the Oklahoma Land Run and Tom Cruise, Tom, and Tom Nicole, Cruise, Nicole Kidman. Kidman, some three hours long. Um, it is that's a good not. One. Three oh, hours it feels like long. it's really long. I'm pretty sure I watched it in Oklahoma history class or something like I that. I just but. watched it on <laughs> Valentine's Day. I adore it. So, and then my favorite, you know, Rain Man. They yes. actually shot 
in a little town up the road from us. Yep. And it was Tom and Dustin Hoffman. Yep, yep. And then, um, of course, we can't go without saying The Vast of Night. Nope. Now, mm-hmm. it was shot in Texas, but the director and the writer lives right here in our hometown. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're going to give him a shout of out. Of course. Um, so, I mean, gosh, Brenna, thank you, because so much has happened in Oklahoma with movies since you threw us that question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So we've been talking about Killers of the Flower Moon, Leonardo and um, Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese, and it's um, going to be shot in Oklahoma. They added... Jesse Plemons. Thank you. And it follows many murders, serial it's based on the book series of the same name. Thank you. Um, of Osage Native Americans. I think it's kind of has to do with the oil that Probably, was found yeah. here. Yeah. And and so Martin, and it's funny because Martin and Leonardo DiCaprio were in Oklahoma just last week in a town north of us, and they were meeting with the Osage cultural leaders to discuss this film that is going to be filmed on the Osage Indian Reservation. You know, and there's pictures all in the paper up there. And yeah, it's a that's town. awesome. It's about as true yeah. story as you can get. So yeah, I, I think excited. that's really cool that they came and... Got the uh, got their blessing. And yeah, everything, they did so. exactly, mm-hmm. Mitchum, and they all had to sign disclosures that they would talk oh, about. Oh yeah, it. of course, so, yeah. And then so gosh, and then what else? So there's another. There's something that happened too over the week, uh, the three weeks that we were gone. But our our personal hometown, we have a downtown area that's pretty small, and they have a restaurant there. And they were closed one day that they posted on their Instagram. And we're all like, what's happening? What's happening? Well, we come to find out that they were filming a movie there. For, it's for yes. an upcoming movie called American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. Kurt Warner was an American uh, NFL quarterback. He played for the St. Louis Rams and led him to a Super Bowl in, the 2000, in 2000. And he went and he also played for the Arizona Cardinals. He is the only undrafted quarterback in NFL history to win Super Bowl MVP and MVP of the NFL. That's pretty amazing, Yeah, right? which is amazing. Yeah. So he was not drafted on draft night. He was added later through free agency. So that's what undrafted means. Okay. So yeah, this, so this is his like up-and-coming story. Zach Levi <gasps> is set to play Kirk Warner. Chuck. Yeah, from Chuck, Shazam. Shazam. Anna Paquin, Dennis Quaid, um, are all in it. And they were filming like not... It was a Three mile. or four miles away from my yeah. mom's house. It yeah. was ridiculous. They closed down the streets. We saw their vans everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is coming out later this year, early next yeah, year, like, I believe. Yeah, no, December 10th. December 10th. Yeah, okay, wow. Exciting. Yeah, we're in it. So, this will be, I mean, I'm sure Allie is already signing up because it's a true story, A, and Boom. B, it's a sports movie. Boom. So, yeah, so yeah, expecting that July 10th. And yeah, that was filmed right here in our hometown. Yeah, and it, you know, I was wondering because I was like, well, I asked Mitchum, I'm like, is Kurt? Warner from Oklahoma. Why are they using Oklahoma? Here's why. Brenna, another Oklahoma news just the last two weeks. We have a new um, we have a new movie stage studio right downtown Oklahoma City. Um, it's called Prairie Surf Media. Two people from LA, and I'm sure they have one of them has Oklahoma ties, moved back to Oklahoma. They have leased out, we have a convention center 
uh, it's called the Cox Convention Center, and it's where our hockey team used to play. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that to let you know how big it is. Yes. It's huge, mm-hmm. this place. And it's center. It's right downtown. And so they have leased it out and turned it into a movie studio. It has five sound stages, and it's the largest studio in the Midwest. It doubles any size of any typical Hollywood stage. Dang. And you know what else? Oklahoma is center. We are of I-35 and I-40. We are center Crossroads. So it's just, it's a, and you know what? We're kind of cheap here. I mean, I don't mean to be cheap, but it's our our living rate. Standard of living is lower. Thank you. Yes. Yes. So this is so exciting. So I encourage you, I mean, we have... We have people, you know, in Texas that listen to us, Kansas, all our surrounding states. Follow them on Instagram. It's Prairie Surf Media. Um, they are looking for interns. Ooh. They're still hiring. You know, my son Gray is, you know, graduating in May from Ball State University with a um, a drama, and you know, I sent it to him, and this is so exciting yeah. for our state. That's awesome. This so, is huge. Yes, yeah. it is huge. So please follow them, mm-hmm. everybody, and and because they're brand new, they're brand new. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Brenna, for your great question. Make sure you guys you email us your questions or get a hold of us on Instagram because we love to answer your questions. Okay, it looks like, Mitchum, we did it under 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we did it. But. I don't know either, but, and I just apologize if we're just rush, 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 you know, but, um, so we will be back on March 20th. We'll have a lot to talk about, um, and I just want to give another shout out besides Brenna, thank you, but uh, one of my Instagram people called Popcorn Logic. And it's popcorn underscore logic. If you could please go follow this page. Um, it's it's a wonderful Instagram page, movie reviews. And but I appreciate he listened to our show last week, gave a wonderful compliment, you know, to our show. And I just really appreciate that. Awesome. And yeah. I did a little post on James Bond and um, you know, I had a lot of people comment on that and I, I appreciate that. I awesome. love I love the interaction. Yeah, we love that. And, you know, we ask two things from you guys. We ask you to share our story, spread the word about us out there. And we love to answer your questions. So we yeah. just ask us anything. Ask us questions, what we like. You know how to get a hold of us. DM us, email us. You know, just we love answering your questions and love interacting with you guys. And, you know, we have listeners in Canada. We've got Ireland, uh, Mexico, even Germany. And we picked up listeners in Washington, Ohio, mm-hmm. and, of course, Texas, which is our neighboring. But, you know, we, we want questions from you guys, too. Yep. So go to the movies. <laughs>